Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And on today's episode, we're going to be recasting the MCU. Not that it needs it, but... I was going to say, not not that we don't trust Kevin Foggy. <laughs> Absolutely. But there was a BuzzFeed quiz that said, recast the MCU with 90s actors. So it's, it's people that were kind of popular and famous. Their heyday was in the 90s. So it's kind of like if the MCU came out 20 years sooner... Who would be in all of these roles? Yeah. So I think that this, this is a good one. And some of these are really rough. But it's interesting because a lot of the people in the MCU now, it's not like they weren't popular. Yeah, that's Back true. in the 90s. So you could actually probably cast a lot of these people uh, in their maybe different roles. I don't know about the same role. Uh, but yeah, they were popular back then. But uh, before we get into that, we're going to cover the Disney news of the week. First thing I want to talk about is that we may be going back to seal the Declaration of Independence again. <laughs> So Jerry Bruckheimer was out promoting the new Top Gun movie, which he's a producer on, and people were asking him about National Treasure, and he said that National Treasure 3 is still in development with Nicolas Cage, so that's exciting. There's going to be a National Treasure series, we know, on Disney+, Plus. so maybe that will drum up some more excitement for a third movie, get Nicolas Cage back out there, stealing some sort of American artifact again. I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, I think that this would be really cool. Um you know, it's been a while, and I think that right now, nostalgia is selling, so I think that this is the time for them to be putting out a National Treasure movie. It's a good time for them to kind of reintroduce the kids of today to National Treasure, and of course, you know, your kind of 90s, 2000s, you know, even like 80s kids all can, like, kind of grew up around that those movies. They were either a teenager, maybe a young adult, or a kid when those movies came out. Yeah, I mean, it's perfect for Disney+. Plus. I don't know if it needs to go to theaters, but I mean, they need content for Disney+. Plus. It's kind of the same thing they did with Chippendale, where, like you said, it's nostalgia. It's, you know, kids. I think the first National Treasure movie came out in the early or mid-2000s, I think around the same time as the Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. movie. So you're right. I mean, a lot of people that are, you know, in their, like, 30s now were, were probably you know, young kids, everybody knows Nicholas Cage. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Like, you know, everybody knows that. So I think it could tie into kind of that nostalgia and tie into the the series they're developing there. Speaking of Disney Plus, Disney announced that this year's Disney Plus Day will be September 8th. So last year was the first Disney Plus Day. They had a lot of new shows premiering that day. They had like a lot of announcements coming out on that day. Um, so I imagine there'll be uh, a lot going on September 8th. It tied into the, I think the theme parks had you know, special events, the cruise lines had special events. So there's a lot going on around that. What's interesting this year is because this is a D23 year, this is going to lead into D23. So September 8th will be Disney Plus Day, and then it rolls right into D23. So there's also, you know, the possibility for maybe some announcements that's going to lead us into D23. One thing that we do know is going to come out on Disney Plus Day is the Pinocchio movie. So that is yeah. one thing that's going to be part of the Disney Plus Day event. And we got our first trailer on Pinocchio, the live action movie with Tom Hanks as Geppetto. It looks interesting. I mean, it looks okay. I think yeah. it's probably a good idea that it's on Disney+. Plus. I don't know that this is one that people will be rushing out to see at the movie theaters, but it looks like it'll be a solid movie. I will say out of all the Disney catalog, I think that Pinocchio could use some updating. I mean, it, it's got some scary themes and things um, in it. So I could see them kind of updating it and I mean, who's more beloved than Tom Hanks? So I think that that would be really great to see him in that role of Geppetto. But some of the live action characters are a little disconcerting looking. Jimmy Cricket at certain angles um, is a bit reminiscent of Teeth Sonic, I think. So uh, I don't know. I'm interested to see if they yeah, stick he with that. I don't think he looks that bad. But yeah, he's maybe not as great as he could be. And we really haven't gotten a, a great look at Pinocchio yet. So we're not really yeah. sure like what that animation is going to look like. I mean, Tom Hanks' Geppetto, I think, is good. Geppetto's not in the movie a ton. So it's not like the movie's not called Geppetto. I was going to say, they should do a Geppetto origin story. And maybe they do. And maybe that's why you have Tom Hanks in this role, because maybe this does well and they do kind of a spinoff, like they were going to try to do with Beauty and the Beast and Gaston. Now, that series uh, got shelved, but they were working on that with Luke Evans and Josh Gad as Gaston and LeFou as kind of like a prequel series. Um, so maybe they are looking to maybe do something like that with Geppetto as well. But I mean, I'll watch it. I think it's good. This is the first trailer. So it's always gives you very little of the movie. I think, you know, as we see more trailers and, and yeah, we see more of the characters, 
Um, we'll we'll kind of see how this works out. I'm I'm a fan of the the blue fairy. I think she looks awesome. There's some hope for the movie. Definitely. I mean, hey, it's on Disney Plus. Who are we can we're gonna watch it no yeah. matter what. I mean, no matter <laughs> so true how good or bad it is, we're, we're gonna watch it no matter what. So, uh, one exciting piece of news uh, over the theme parks is that uh, Disney is updating the menu for the sci-fi dine-in theater and also the 50s primetime cafe. I was really excited about this because I liked the sci-fi dine-in theater. I think it has a great atmosphere. If you've not been there, it's a they're both restaurants at uh, Hollywood Studios. They're very well themed, but the 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 dine-in uh, theater is like you're at a drive-in, you're watching B movies. It's a really good atmosphere, but the food is okay. Yeah, like the exactly. food was not great, so it's kind of not a place you want to keep going back to because there's not. There's the food really options aren't food. very good. Yeah. So the fact that they're updating this menu, I think, is exciting. And they seem like they have some pretty good options that they're adding on here. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm particularly interested in a couple of these choices. I think that they sound really good. First of all, for people who are plant-based, you have a spinach and artichoke dip that is made with cashew cheese. So um, that's an interesting take on that dish. There are also, there's also a really like refreshing sounding grilled chicken citrus salad. And the thing that I think that they'll sell a lot of is this surf and turf signature blend. It's a, it's beef, but then it also has a shrimp and crab cake on top of it. So and that's obviously not plant-based. Yeah, definitely not. Um, but I, I thought that that, that actually sounded really interesting and like a, something that a lot of people, you know, that's kind of a fancy thing and they, they kind of, you know, not elevated it, but they kind of brought it down to more of like, I don't know, something you just like a burger. So I think it sounds really good. Yeah. I mean, this definitely, again, has me excited, has me wanting to go back now to try these new menu items. Because again, you know, we went, I think a few years ago, Mm -hmm. again, thought it was fun, but it was like, food was okay. No real reason to rush back to it. Right. Um, I kind of feel like it, it was like Space 220. Well, yeah. we like Space 220. I mean, it's an interesting concept, but the food wasn't that great. It's kind of overpriced. Uh, we, we went through all the, the pros and cons of Space 220 a few episodes ago. If you're interested in, in thinking about going there, should you or shouldn't you, you know, go check out a, a few weeks ago that episode. But I kind of feel like the you know, sci-fi dine-in uh, theater is, is similar to that where it's a cool concept, cool theming, but the food wasn't great. So no, the fact that they have these new menu items, I think it, it gives you a reason to go back and try it again. Right. And then if it's good and there's a lot of good menu items, it gives you a reason to kind of keep returning over and over again. Right. And then also the 50s Primetime Cafe got a few new menu items. Now we haven't, I don't believe, ever dined there um, but you know they went kind of straight to it. There's a, there's a pot pie that they returned to the menu, which sounds good. I think that that's kind of sounds you know very fifties like. And also I, I think that there's not much more fifties than lemon meringue pie, and that is now on the menu, which excites me because as I get older, for for some reason, you love a good lemon it, meringue. It's pie. like yeah, it's like honey to me. I love it. So um, and this there's a, gr- a grasshopper bar also that sounds really good that it has like mint and chocolate, which is like one of my favorite combinations. Excellent. Yeah. So it all sounds good, and, and that is a place that we haven't had a chance to try yet. But again, with these new menu items, just another reason to go. Yeah, we were just waiting for this. Exactly. We knew it was coming. I, w- I wish we had that much insight that we knew stuff that was coming beforehand. Wouldn't that be great? We it would be. Break be... some news maybe once. Yeah, exactly. All right. Sticking with Walt Disney World, the minivans are finally returning. We have an official date. They are coming back June 29th. Very excited about that. It is a great transportation option around Walt Disney World. I will say it is pricey, yep. especially compared to a Lyft, but... I feel like it's worth it. I mean, I wouldn't use it for everything. No. But especially if you want to go to Disney Springs, because that is the hardest place to get yep. to and from. Or you have, you know, you're, you're staying at, let's say, Pop Century, but you want to get, well, I guess that's not a good example, because if you want to go to Topolino's, you just take the Skyliner. <laughs> um, so let's say you're at, at Pop Century and you want to go eat a Boma for breakfast over to Animal Kingdom Lodge. You want to go early in the morning. You could, I guess, potentially take a bus to Animal Kingdom, then Animal Kingdom to Boma. That's going to be a hike. And it's a time eater. Yeah, it's a time eater. Maybe it's too early. You know, the, the parks haven't even opened yet. The minivans are great. It's it's run by Disney employees. They're really knowledgeable. 
uh, it's it's good service. I'm really excited that they're back to have that option. Um, looking forward to using them again next time we're, we're down at Walt Disney World. And the last thing is we're starting to see how Disney's going to start integrating the Magic Band Plus into the theme park. So one of the things they're going to be having is a bounty hunter kind of scavenger hunt in Batu, And they're starting to install this and it's going to integrate with the Magic Band Plus. And it's basically going to be like a hot cold game where you can go uh, and scan your Magic Band Plus to different readers and it'll light up different colors, whether you're hot or cold near the bounty hunter. And essentially you're just trying to find the bounty hunter. And then if you do so, um, there's a speakeasy door that you can go to and you actually, it, it kind of slides open and you'll be able to see the eyes of the, of the guild master if you've kind of find the bounty hunter. So this is a cool, you know, like interactive scavenger hunt that you have similar to, they have these um, like at Epcot and, and different things like that uh, throughout the years. I think they had one similar at the magic kingdom as well. So this is cool. I think it's a, you know, neat way that they're integrating the magic band plus. And I think we'll be seeing kind of more of these, but this is you know interesting that this is how they're kind of going with the uh, integration in the theme parks. No, maybe I'm not understanding this fully. Um, but are they? Is this something that's always going to be the same, or are they going to move it around? You know. Well, that's what I think where the bounty hunter is is going to move around. So okay. there's going to be there's going to be scan points throughout Batu, and you know you go up to this one and it might tell you, okay, you're getting warmer, and then you know maybe somebody else it's colder, and so you're trying to find these different bounty hunters, and so yeah, I think it will kind of change, um, but again, it's it's a way, it's a way to add something without adding you know, cast members or anything. Cause it's not like you're actually interacting with somebody. It's all digital. It's all with your magic band. Um, so it's kind of a one cost thing. And then it's, uh, you know, free after that, I guess, essentially for Disney. And it, it gives people something a little bit more to do and, and a different way to explore, but too. Yeah. Whenever I read the headline of that article where it said speakeasy, I actually thought that there was a special speakeasy that you could only gain access to if you had too. the magic band plus that actually it, sounds really cool i thought it was for the star cruiser i thought they were adding yeah like an actual speakeasy yeah. um, as well but yeah it's just a door they're adding a speakeasy door and that's it and this is where you'll just you'll see the eyes of the guild master you won't actually be able to go in at least for now I mean, who knows maybe they'll add something in later yeah that would be really cool the, i think they'll need to add something like that you know the the, the star cruiser I mean, you definitely have the the hotel, and that's a very specialized experience. But you know, when you go into Batu, there are some different interactions uh, there. But I do think having like a VIP area or like this speakeasy that only you have access to is part of a mission. So it's it's one of the missions you can do, and there's a code word to get you in, and that only guests of the Star Cruiser can go visit this, and not you know regular guests would I think elevate it more. And, you know, again, the price tag is astronomical. It would kind of help, I think, justify that a little bit more and make it a little bit more exclusive so that when you're out in, in Galaxy's Edge for that day, it's not just like, well, I mean, I could come here anytime. It's something like, well, there's now actually special restricted areas that only I can get into as part of these missions. I just, while you're talking about this, this just made me, this is another selling point for the Star Cruiser that I don't know if I really fully understood when we talked about it before, but it's almost like, you know, if you've ever played a video game that's open world, like Witcher 3, uh, Wild Hunt, you talk to somebody, they'll give you a mission. You can choose to go on that mission or, or do it later or whatever. And I feel like it's going to be like a real life version of that. Oh yeah, it's totally what it is. And I, and I think you, that's what the point is. You already have that. And I think, you know, just adding like, special areas yeah. um, would just kind of take it over the top. And I'm sure Disney will do that because eventually it's going to get stale. Yeah, I mean, if it's the same missions every time and it's the same story, they're going to have to change things up and, you know, and, and adding, you know, expansions or special areas is an easy way to, to kind of keep it fresh and keep people coming back. All right. So let's jump into our main segment of the show. We are recasting the Avengers, but we can only choose uh, celebrities from the that were popular in the mid to late 90s we'll put a link to this buzzfeed quiz uh, in the show notes if you would like to play along and see the celebrities that we're choosing for each of these roles but the idea is it's 1997 and we have to pick a 90 star for each of the each of the roles of the avengers so we're going to start with iron man there's six options here so we have liam neeson denzel washington patrick swayze sigourney weaver Lawrence Fishburne or Pierce Brosnan. I will say what I like about these options is they have a lot where they have uh, women in what currently are 
male mm -hmm. uh, characters. They have people of color. Yeah, and, they have they have yeah. a good mix uh, of people here. So I don't think I'm picking Sigourney Weaver as a higher <laughs> man, but I, I like that that they're kind of throwing that in there. You know, for me, Tom Cruise isn't an option. I know there's been a lot of talk that people wanted Tom Cruise to play a variant of Iron Man, uh, yeah. and so. He definitely was popular in the 90s, so I think he could be Iron Man. But I'll stick to the six options here that we had. I'm going to Pierce Brosnan out of these six. He played James Bond in the 90s. He kind of had that like suave. I could picture him as a billionaire playboy because that's kind of what James Bond sort of is anyways. Uh, and James Bond has a lot of tech. So I feel like I could see him as Iron Man. I feel like the other choices just don't fit as Iron Man for me. Like Liam Neeson, I don't know. He doesn't feel like Iron Man to no. me. You know, and, uh, and I Den feel like Denzel's great, but again, I, I just don't feel like everybody everybody else would fit as Iron Man in the way Pierce Brosnan would. Right. I I think that a lot, some of these people have swag, but not the swag that Pierce Brosnan has. Um, fun fact on the side: Denzel Washington's name is actually Denzel. Um, but his dad's name was Den Denzel as well. And so, and then people, I don't know, I guess started calling him Denzel. But that's a fun fact for you. Don't remember where I heard that, but it's pretty interesting. But I also chose Pierce Brosnan for the exact reasons that you said. So uh, I'd love to make this interesting here. But unfortunately, that was, I think, the clear choice here. Oh, and I'm sure we'll disagree because we picked these completely independently yes. of each other. All right, next Avenger we have is Captain America. So our choices are Brad Pitt, who was huge. I was going to say, these are all fire huge, choices yeah. right here. Keanu Reeves, Angela Bassett, who is in the MCU now. Yeah, That's what I said. It's interesting. A lot of these people are actually in the yeah, MCU. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Tom Cruise. So here we have Tom Cruise here. Daniel Day Kim or George Clooney. Okay. So for this one, I think that, you know, this is, this is hard because Brad Pitt, huge actor in the 90s. I mean, all of these people were pretty huge actors in the 90s. And what I love about this is, if, you know, the listeners can't see the picture, but the picture of Brad Pitt is when he had blonde hair, <laughs> which is perfect because Chris Evans has blonde hair. You, when you think of Captain America, you think blonde hair, you know, uh, kind of American hero. And so I feel like I would completely have dismissed Brad Pitt, but with, with kind of his like real blonde hair from the 90s, I'm like, oh, I could, he kind of looks like Chris Evans. I could see a fit there. I mean, his natural hair color is like a dirty blonde, which right. is really more like what Chris Evans' hair yeah. is. Yeah, I uh, think originally, it, you know, it's interesting. This is a complete sidetrack here, but all these Marvel characters, I feel like they made them all dye their hair when they first started. Like, if you look at early, right. the first Thor movie, if you look at Chris Hemsworth, I mean, his like eyebrows were dyed. He looked crazy, crazy uh -huh. compared to where he is now it's more of his natural hair color i feel like they did that with chris evans and captain america like i feel like the early movies like that that, that first before they knew they were actually going to be popular like they really tried to make them look like hey thor has bright blonde hair you got to have bright blonde hair you know captain america yeah looks like this you have to look like this and then as they were like oh no these movies were basically printing money we can make people look more natural they've yeah. kind of let them grow uh into their in more normal like hairstyles well like even if you think of you know with chris hemsworth it's kind of like a beauty thing too where i mean even though men's beauty doesn't always follow women's beauty but they made him you're right they made him dye his eyebrows for sure and now that like strong eyebrows are more in then now it doesn't matter that if he has his like darker eyebrows it, it just kind of you know goes with that kind of female beauty trend but well who did you choose for this one because this is this is tough these are bangers Okay. Do you want me to go before you give your pick? Sure. Okay. I, you know, I think a lot of these, like I mentioned, you know, Tom Cruise, I think would be good for Iron Man. I think Keanu Reeves would would make a good Iron Man as well. I ultimately went. We're, we're talking Cap, though. I know, I know. We're talking Captain America, but I, so what I'm saying is, I don't think they're good Captain Americas. I'm going George Clooney here. Okay. Especially, you know, George Clooney in the 90s, I think, was peak George Clooney. I think he was, you know, very much America's heartthrob, I think. <laughs> I think so. And I think that's kind of like what Chris Evans is today. And I think that's kind of what Captain America is. And I think he would be the best choice for Captain America for me. I think Brad Pitt's a solid choice. I think the rest of them are all solid choices. But there's something about Brad Pitt. I just don't feel like 
I buy the Captain America because you have to you have to have a bit of like that like ruggedness of like you you have you've like a secret yeah exactly exactly because like, you're a soldier yeah like you've seen some stuff I mean Captain America he fought in the war he was frozen in ice for ninety years he's kind of a, a fish out of water Brad Pitt is I feel like doesn't have that for me uh, you know he he has almost too much of an optimism that he doesn't like, yeah, he doesn't feel like he's, he's seen some stuff. So I, I'm, I think I'm gonna go George Clooney because he, he was, you know, at the height of his career, but the, he also had that he could play that. Like he played Batman where he had some darkness to him, some struggle, internal struggle. And I think he could portray that better. So I'm going George Clooney and, here for Captain America. And I'm pretty sure in those early Batman movies, there were multiple close-ups of the butt. And we know that that becomes really important to Captain America. So I, I, I'm just going to add an extra point, even though I did not pick George Clooney okay. for this one. I'll add an extra point to yours. For me, I was just thinking, you know, who would be a good choice? Who can play a character who... You know, like you said, has some grit, has some ability, has some ability to do some really hard stunts. You know, you don't necessarily need a stunt man for him. And if we're we're looking at this list, you're going Keanu. We all, we all know Tom Cruise oh, does Tom most Cruise. of his oh, own okay. stunts. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. so Tom Cruise, I think, would do a really great job. He was, I mean, he was peak then. Um, I He's think peak in the nineties. Now, I mean, the, the guy has. He is there a peak? Is it a peak if you constantly keep going up? You just keep peaking. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I think he's a good. I think he's a good pick. Again, that that was a good list there. Well, yeah, I, I think that for all of these people to be in the same pool is not fair. <laughs> like it's just too it's too loaded for Cap. Um, they could have kicked a couple of those up to Iron Man or something or down below. Um, because there it's just it's just like hit after hit. So yeah, I think that. You know, any choice here is a good choice, but I do think that Tom Cruise has that, again, you know, a little bit of swag, likability that you need for Cap, um, but also, you know, like you come across as a strong person. And I do think that Tom Cruise does seem like a strong guy. Yeah, he definitely has the stunts and the action. I don't know if physically he's big enough to be Cap. That might be the only downside. They make him look big though like it it is interesting and he is it's kind of funny if you see a picture of him i i actually saw him one time in the real you know in real life person yeah because i tried to be an extra on what was it the jack reacher movie um i think that they were shooting near us and so i did catch a glimpse of him and he's a very good looking person in person i mean i was far away but still what if it wasn't him you think it's him what if it was like his his double and you thought it was him but whatever all right yeah let's move on all right listen i've only seen like two celebrities up close so uh um, just let me have it please all right so the next one we have spider-man i think there's a lot of good choices here too so we have leonardo Mm -hmm. leonardo dicaprio mario lopez elijah wood jonathan taylor thomas devin sawa or freddie prince jr so who are you picking Okay, so I'm not going to lie here. I have two choices, and I was going to go with the opposite one that you went with. So who did you pick? You can cast both, and we can just do a you know into the a Spider-Verse thing here. Okay. Well, I think that my top, top choice is Leonardo DiCaprio, just because I think he does have a certain innocence about him, particularly in his early roles. He always kind of plays a character, or at least, again, in his early roles, that kind of has that optimism and Spider-Man is oftentimes kind of cast as, you know, a character that has some optimism, but some darkness as well. So I thought he would be a good role for that. And like when he was in the nineties, he had such like a cute little baby face. I had a huge crush on him. Um, so I thought that he would be a really solid choice for this, but I mean, like if that's one and then one a, and we're doing a a spider verse situation, I mean, I don't think you get much more nineties than JTT. Like Jonathan Taylor Thomas was so huge in the nineties. He played, um, he was on home improvement, which was huge. And then also he did play, um, Tom Sawyer and Tom and Huck, the Disney movie. He was great in that. So I do think that he would play a really interesting Spider-Man like I would want to see that so I think that either of those two is they're both really good choices and didn't Jonathan Taylor Thomas voice Simba oh as my well? gosh how could I forget you're yeah. right okay yeah yes. completely bypassed that so. yeah like the most important thing in the whole world and I bypassed it I'm going Jonathan Taylor Thomas okay good so good. I think a lot of people think oh Leonardo DiCaprio Leonardo DiCaprio he's so popular like he's perfect for it I almost think he's like too popular too popular at that time 
and I don't know that I buy his struggle. Like Spider-Man is a yeah. teenager. He's uh, a young kid who's who's struggling with this secret identity, trying to have a normal, you know, life in high school while while dealing with being a superhero uh, at night. And I don't buy I don't know that I buy Leonardo DiCaprio struggling in anything. I mean, look at the guy. <laughs> the Revenant? Didn't he win his his final like he finally won right, something? But he's for an that? adult. He's an adult. I'm talking young Leo. We're talking in the nineties, fresh off of Titanic. He, I don't know that I buy Leo. Doesn't Le- his arm break off and he falls into the water? I okay. mean <laughs> But I don't know that I buy Leo in that role. And I think he's maybe too popular. I mean, if you look at what they did with Tom Holland, they took somebody who wasn't a, a big celebrity. And not to your point, I mean Jonathan Taylor Thomas was very popular in the nineties, but I don't think he was on he the was level, Leo level as Leonardo DiCaprio. And I think he's more, he seems more down to earth. And I think that's what you want in a Spider-Man. He's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's not your A-lister superstar <laughs> Spider-Man. So I think for those reasons, Jonathan Taylor Thomas is a good pick. I think Elijah Wood is another good pick for that same reason where I think he seems more like your everyday person. Uh, he was popular back then, but I think he seems more like your, you know, your everyday person as opposed to somebody like Leonardo DiCaprio. And he was probably even lesser of a name back in the 90s because it wasn't until I think like Wait, 2000 yeah, I think the Lord that, of the Rings. that Lord of the Rings came out and he kind of launched into stardom there. Yeah, I don't know. I think that either of the two choices, I don't, I don't see Elijah as much, but I think that the two that we came yeah, up he's with definitely, are the best. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely going Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I'm just saying I could see Elijah Wood potentially as well. If JTT's out, you know, if he's maybe busy doing something. We go, uh, we go, Elijah Wood. Okay, so now we're going to go into our next choice, which was who would play Black Widow. So our choices here are Julia Roberts, Molly Ringwald, Halle Berry, Sandra Bullock, Nicole Kidman, and Lisa Bonet. So for me, I think that a lot of these characters have experience playing superheroes. If you look at Halle Berry and Nicole Kidman both, they both play Catwoman at different times. Well, Halle Berry is uh, Storm in the X-Men as well. Yeah, and she's also Storm. But for me, I think that this choice is clear, and it's clear after watching the the latest movie, The Lost City. I know this isn't Sandy Bullock from back then. This is Sandy Bullock now, but I love Sandra Bullock. I will stand by this choice. She is great. She kind of has... There's an interesting thing that Sandra Bullock has where she can play sweet and innocent, or she can play complete, just a killer. Like She can play any kind of character, and I think that Sandra Bullock just has such a great range I love seeing her. I love seeing her in movies. I love seeing her succeed. She is great. So I think that Sandra Bullock is the best choice for Black Widow. I think that she can hit that grittiness that Black Widow has and, um, you know, kick butt along the way. What about you? Yeah, I think that the two choices out of here are Halle Berry or Sandra Bullock. And I think for all the reasons you you mentioned, you know, Sandra Bullock, I I think goes for, for Halle Berry as well, where they both are action stars and they both can be action stars you know sandra bullock has been in speed most recently the lost city i mean she she can do action um she can also kind of do romance and black widows again i mean she's you know an assassin but she also kind of seduces people i mean it's it's that it's that fine you know mix halle berry has been in a lot as well i mean she's been in the john wick movies she's been Mm -hmm. i believe in the james bond movies she's been in you know, X-Men movies, like we mentioned. Um, so I think, I think that's your two choices because I think either of them can fit that black widow role. And again, it's believable. You have to imagine who can do that, like twirling leg thing. Uh, <laughs> and that you're going to believe they can actually do it. I think I would believe both of them. I'm going to go Halle Berry one, because I think, I think she fits that like femme fatale, just a little bit better than Sandra Bullock. Mm -hmm. Also partly because you picked Sandra Bullock. So just for kind of the sake (laughs) of argument, argument, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with Halle Berry, but especially seeing her in John Wick. I mean, that was a heavy, heavy action movie. And I think she really did well there. You know, I don't think Sandra Bullock has had like that level of action. I mean, definitely she's you know done some action stuff, but I don't think that level of like superhero level. And again, Halle Berry has been in the X-Men movies. I mean, she's great. So I think, her as Black Widow just slightly gets the edge for me than Sandra Bullock. All right. I think that that's well argued. And, you know, speaking, you know, along the same line of who would play Black Widow, let's get our other female uh, Avenger, which is Scarlet Witch. Who would play the best Scarlet Witch? And this is another really interesting cast of women. We have Winona Ryder, Jada Pinkett Smith, Regina King, 
Cameron Diaz, Pamela Anderson, and Nia Long. So for this one, for me, I I don't see Pamela Anderson. uh, Yeah, I do not see Pam. Um, And I think that the, I think that there's, for me, I think there's two, maybe three choices here. I think there's a clear choice. I think there's a very clear choice. Who did you, who did you think? No, no, continue. I think there's a very clear choice though. Okay. I think that Jada would do well with it. I think Winona Ryder is very, she's a powerhouse. Um, She's a really great actor. She's really talented um if you've never seen the crucible movie i used to watch this whenever i taught high school uh she does a really good job as um abigail in that movie but regina king if you have seen watchmen the show i think it's it's hbo she plays sister knight she is absolutely fantastic in that role it's like a superhero type role she is serious she is scary and i think that that's what you kind of need from scarlet witch i think that she would rock this role see i disagree with that i think she would be a better fit for all of those reasons for like black widow because scarlet witch isn't somebody who's very physical and intimidating she's somebody that is emotionally torn she's somebody that has internal conflict and pain and she has, you know, a, a rough upbringing and childhood. She's not somebody like Black Widow that's going out there and like kicking butt and, you know, infiltrating and attacking people. Whereas, like like you mentioned, I mean, Sister Knight in the, the Watchmen series, Regina King, I think, is much more of like a Black Widow type okay. character so versus a Scarlet Witch. So are you going with Winona Ryder? I'm going with Winona Ryder because yeah. I think she she could bring that to that character that, you, you would believe that pain and that suffering that she grew up with. And also, I mean, she has, you know, she has the, you know, the magical powers. She, you know, now in, you know, she's kind of in the dark magic now, you know, you know, Scarlet Witch. And I feel like Winona brings like a believability to that character and kind of ground that character, which is really key. You have to believe it. You have to, you know, especially you have to believe Scarlet Witch wants her children. You have to kind of, see that there's some logic to her uh, as well. And I think Renona can, can really bring that. I think someone like Cameron Diaz, I think like, makes no she, sense. Yeah. You know? so, She's more like an America's sweetheart type. And I don't see. Yeah. You don't black, see Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Sorry. You yeah. don't see Scarlet Witch like that at all. Uh. Uh-uh. All right. So the next one is uh, who would we cast as vision? So we have Richard Gere, Robin Williams, Ed Harris, Angelica Houston, Whoopi Goldberg, or Mark Harmon. These are, interesting choices you know i I think that uh, this is kind of where to an extent they ran out of people a little bit (laughs) yeah and i I feel like they could have thrown some of those in up above and like brought some of the ones for like you know iron man and cap down you know i had to kind of look up a little bit of some of these people uh mark 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 Harmon actually he's in the west wing ncis um so he's definitely a big time actor but for me i thought that you know for the most of these, I went with, let's go with what seems super logical. This one, I went with what seems like it would be interesting and I would like to see it. And I feel like Viz is a bit, you know, cold because he is a, he's an, um, he's a robot. And I actually think that Whoopi Goldberg might do really well with this role. I think it would be really interesting to see her as kind of just, you know, deadpan and powerful. And I think, I don't know, I want to see it. I, I just want to see it. So that's why I pick it. It's not a good reason, but that's why I pick it. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like, like Shenzi, I feel like out of these, you know, with vision, I, I don't know that there's like Robin great, Williams a would be pick. a complete mismatch. But to your point of seeing something different. Yeah. That's true. I mean, I, I do think, you know, having Robin Williams, like a more comedic take on vision, because there is like vision is somewhat comic relief because he like is a, a, a Android. And so he like, is sometimes awkward commute, like interacting with people. And so I think potentially Robin Williams could be a good fit. I thought for me, I thought Ed Harris would, would be the best. Um, he kind of looks like vision. I mean, he, he kind of has like the facial features and everything. So I thought he would be uh, a good fit. Can you remind me what was he in? So he's the the man in black on Westworld. Oh, um, so, okay. oh. so he definitely, you know, he, ha- he can have a, 
an aggression to him so he could have kind of a different take on vision as well yeah um i feel like he was in lost why do i feel like he was in lost he looks I, again i didn't watch this show i didn't watch lost at all but i feel like he looks like somebody who was in lost at least. he might have been i think he's been in a lot but I, i'm gonna go ed harris but yeah i mean i think you could go a lot of different directions with vision yeah uh, i feel like mark Harmon would actually there. do well there too yeah I, I think he just would just for sake of i think he would too who would be weird in that role i'm gonna go with Whoopi goldberg all right the next one is uh black panther so we have cuba gooding jr jamie fox will smith tay diggs omar epps and martin lawrence and i think it's easy i mean will smith was like the biggest Huge. i mean he was like the top of like the top tier celebrities there. So I think he'd be great as a superhero. I think he'd be great as Black Panther. And he was at the peak of his career. So I think it just makes sense to have Will Smith play Black Panther. Yep, I agree. That was my choice too. Yeah, that, that was an easy one, I feel like. Yeah. All right, moving on to Hawkeye, which is kind of the superhero not a lot of people care about. <laughs> All right, so we have Val. I, th- I think with a good choice here, you can make people We're going to turn around. Him. All right. Yes. We got Val Kilmer. Wesley Snipes, Jude Law, Michelle Pfeiffer, Matt Damon, or Selma Hayek? I have two choices here. One makes sense and one makes none. I think that Wesley, Wesley Snipes makes sense. I think that, you know, Blade. I that's, think a, he, that's the thing. He was already Blade. He was doing something else, you know, around this time. And so I feel like, can I cast him as Hawkeye? I was, I was uh, thinking that too. I'm like, Wesley Snipes would be great, but he's already Blade. Yeah. And uh, I mean, this picture though, this picture that's on the quiz, I mean, obviously, you know, this is great, great podcasting when you describe, talk about a picture that the audience can't see, but I do think that like, he, he looks like he's so focused in the picture. Like he's, he could shoot an arrow straight through your heart or like ping it off of a bunch of things. Like we learned that Hawkeye can do in the series that he never exhibited, you know, during the Avengers movies. But I think that the interesting choice here is Salma Hayek. I would like to see, you know, Hawkeye is um, a character that I don't particularly care about a whole lot. I think that, you know, when you think about Salma Hayek, I, I don't think you necessarily think superhero, but I think whenever you think of her as Angelica from, the Pirates franchise. Um, I can't remember what movie. It, I think it was the fourth one. She plays uh, like a character named Angelica. And I think that she is actually, and she's Blackbeard's daughter. I think that she could really hold this role. I think that she's interesting. She's fierce. She's um, got kind of a cool vibe to her as that character. So I know that she has it in her that in the 90s, she could have pulled it out and she could make Hawkeye more likable. So I think that you know, get another female in the Avengers, put Salma Hayek in there. I put, pick her up off the vent bench, put her in coach. I think she'd do well. Yeah. I think it, this would be a much better role for Salma Hayek than the Eternals, which, which she was <laughs> yeah. in, you know, I, I, again, I'm with you. I think Wesley Snipes would be great. He's already blade. So I didn't want to pick him. I think Matt Damon kind of has the feel for Hawkeye, but I, I think you made good points with Salma Hayek. And I think again, Hawkeye, I feel like wasn't utilized really well in the Avengers. And I Mm -hmm. think maybe didn't have the strongest backstory. And I think maybe making that character a woman, you could, you could kind of flip the script on the story there a little bit. And I think you could, it could provide some more interesting stories of, Hey, there's, there's this, you know, it's a woman, you know, it's a, like Hawkeye, I feel like he's a man. He's just like, oh, I shoot arrows. You know, it's cool. But like, I feel like you can have more of a struggle where she has to prove herself more. And maybe like she has a little bit more of like a chip on her shoulder, which kind of gives her a little bit more motivation for mm-hmm. why she's there. Because it's like, why's Hawkeye there? I don't know. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, but you, you could, I feel like you could get more motivation and kind of more intrigue to that character by, you know, flipping the gender of it. Uh, and I think it do a lot of interesting things there. So I, I'm with you. We'll, we'll sell Hayek. There. And I do think we have the, you know, the insight of seeing the Hawkeye series on Disney plus, I mean, seeing Harry, Haley Steinfeld in that role. I mean, it, it completely lit up Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. And I just think also just having it be her. Um, I think it definitely made me really like Hawkeye more as a character. So I, I yeah, maybe, maybe this would have kind of fixed not that, you know, Jeremy Renner is great, but I think that this will be an interesting take on it. All right, moving on to Thor. So we have Hugh Jackman, Timothy Oliphant, Guy Pierce, Luke Perry, Michelle Yeoh, 
or Russell Crowe? Okay. From here, I think there's one choice, one clear choice. And it's it's gotta be it's gotta be Hugh. Hugh Jackman. You know, you see him, he plays Wolverine, he can get muscly, he can get very like he's very attractive. Um, and I think that, you know, Thor, Thor's got, he's a God, like he has to be that kind of, you know, muscly, attractive, um, powerful looking dude. And I, I think that, you know, none of these other people really, they don't really hit that spot for me exactly. And I think, yeah, so I think that he is the best choice here. I think Russell Crowe is a great choice as well for all those reasons. I think you have to go either between Hugh Jackman or Russell Crowe, though, because they're both Australian <laughs> in the same way that Chris Hemsworth is. And I think Thor having that accent where, you know, I think it maybe kind of started you know, his off his Australian accent. Yeah, I think it started off you know, a little <laughs> bit British, but but his Australian accent. I mean, the Asgardian, they all have accents. Like all, everybody from Asgard has a little bit of an accent. It, it adds some flavor to it. So I think you want to go with somebody who has an accent. So I think Hugh Jackman and Russell Crowe are good options. You know, I'm with you. You know, Hugh Jackman was Wolverine. I mean, I think Russell Crowe um, in the gladiator was, you know, very muscular and strong. I think I could see either of them being Thor. I initially was, was leaning towards Russell Crowe. I don't know why, but I felt like Hugh Jackman as Thor. I just didn't, it's just, something didn't connect like in my gut it just didn't feel right or is it, i felt like russell crowe not that russell crowe feels right but i felt like it felt a little bit better i'd love to pick timothy oliphant because i think he's a great <laughs> actor i think he's funny uh and i think he would do good but i don't think i don't think he has the look of thor he doesn't have an accent so he's kind of you know he's out based on and my I, criteria there i feel like he's a silver fox too as he's gotten older he's gotten he's he's like a fine wine he's gotten better with age and so in the 90s he wasn't quite right but now now i would cast him to play you know an mcu hero but not not then yeah no and i, I think even even as i'm talking now i think i'm going back on russell crowe because while i do think he's a good fit now i am kind of thinking you know hugh jackman he, he can play he can play you know the character but then he can also be kind of smooth, you know, and, and, and kind of charming. And I think maybe a little bit more charming than Russell Crowe. Yeah. How be. many Russell Crowe comedies do you know of? Because Thor is definitely funny. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, Russell Crowe is playing Zeus in the new Thor movie. So he is playing a God. So we definitely know he has chops to play a God here. Yeah. Well, um, we'll see if he's funny. We'll see. But so, uh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to switch. I'm going to go to Hugh Jackman. I was torn between the two. But as I'm thinking about it now, I am thinking, you know, maybe Hugh Jackman, I think, can, can play that role a little bit better. I, 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 I agree completely. All right. That was my choice. Yep. All right. Two left here. All right. So we have the Hulk. Angela, I'm interested to see who you pick for this one, because the first option here is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We have Antonio Banderas, Michael Douglas, Bruce Willis, Jackie Chan and Harrison Ford. Let me start by saying why you can't pick The Rock. Oh. I mean, you can pick The Rock, but this is why you can't pick The Rock. Well, no, I, I had a reason why I can't pick okay. The Rock, so... Because, let me start. The Rock in the 90s could not act. <laughs> no. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> no, he could not. The Rock could play the Hulk in Hulk form if they didn't want to use CGI, but because he's, you know, very muscular. But in the 90s, I mean, he was like being the Scorpion King and stuff, and he was not great at acting. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you I could... I feel like that was early 2000s. I think we're... Yeah, I mean, okay. It's around that time, though. But I don't think The Rock would, would be a good fit to cast in the 90s for any of these superheroes. To me, and it says The Hulk, but I've, I think... To me, I'm thinking more of like who's playing Bruce Banner because I think that's the more important part of the character is who can bring – who can really ground Bruce Banner and then that helps that helps the Hulk's performance. I mean, I think if you see what Mark Ruffalo did as as he's played you know, Bruce Banner and he's kind of brought some of that pain and conflict and then he can bring that emotion into the Hulk. I mean, he's the only actor that's actually been able to hold that role. Yeah, really – yeah, like really – kind of crack that i actually think jackie chan could do well is that i think he could be a good bruce banner you know i i also was thinking harrison ford though i'm not sure i don't think i could b believe him as and i think harrison scientist. i think harrison's ford's problem would be is i think he would think it's silly to be playing a, a cgi green guy <laughs> and he would kind of like 
be like, why am I doing this? I'm not, and he would like phone in the performance. Like, I think you need somebody that's like really committed to that performance. And I feel like Jackie Chan really commits to all of his performances and he brings uh, a lot of layers and a lot of depth to all of his characters. So I actually think he would do a really good job of playing Bruce Banner, but then also bringing to life the Hulk. So who are you picking? Okay. So, uh, I was, you know, you kind of, you kind of busted my joke here. Cause I was going to say, can I cast two? Can I get Antonio Banderas to play, to play Bruce Banner and the rock to play Hulk? You can do that. Sure. But, but I think that that's a silly choice. And you know, again, I can't imagine the rock in a lab coat. It would just look so weird. Hold on. Hold on. I changed my <laughs> mind. I want the rock now. I want to see the rock nineties rock. And again, we love The Rock, as everybody who listens to the show knows. <laughs> friend the, of the podcast. The, the Rock is a friend of the podcast. <laughs> we saw him one time in Disneyland, so we're we're best friends best now. Best friends, besties. But he was not great at acting when he first started. Yeah, I think he would admit that. Like, I, I feel like The Rock is very down to earth. He would even be like, yeah, I wasn't very good. But now I want to see The Rock in a lab coat beat Bruce Banner and just say <laughs> science words. Yeah. So can I change mine to The Rock now? Uh, um, sure, sure. We'll let you. We'll let. You. I think the Rock needs to do this. Rock, if you're listening, and we know you are, because you listen to every episode. I think that'd be a great, great YouTube video. Get together with Ryan Reynolds and Aviation Gin. They always make silly commercials for Aviation Gin. Put on a lab coat, pretend you're Bruce Banner, say science words about how gin's made. I love it. <laughs> And then turn into the Hulk at the end. It'd be great. Yeah. Okay. So I was getting to back to my choice. So I do not see any of these choices. So I'm cherry picking. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Yeah. I am cherry picking Cap. So Cap had so many good choices. Oh, you're going back. I'm taking, going back okay. to those actors because like I said, there was a powerhouse under Cap and it was hard to choose. See, I tried to play the game nope, nope, correctly as nope. it was laid out that nope. I'm only going to pick from the six well, listen, that are there. Nope. So you want to break the rules. That's fine. I just want you to know that. I listen to the rules. Yeah, well, I'm a rule breaker, and okay. and right. this is all right. So, who are you taking from Captain America? So, I thought that for Captain uh, Captain America for the Hulk, you mean? Who are you taking from oh, Captain oh, oh. America? Okay, yeah, I am. I'm gonna take. You know, I think that Mark Ruffalo wasn't. I mean, he was well known, but he wasn't really well known before his role as the Hulk. And so, I think that you could use a character that you know, a, a, an actor that. People would know, but like not super duper star. So I think Daniel Day Kim would actually do a really good job in this role. He, um, you yeah, know, I think that's a good pick. And I knew I, I knew him from Lost, but also he was in Hawaii Five O. He was in Angel, the show Angel, and um, he also played a uh, a superhero Ben Damio from Hellboy. Like, so he was actually in a superhero film playing a superhero. So I think that he might have a certain, you know, je ne sais quoi that you would need to be able to play both characters. And again, it doesn't matter if you're like a big time actor or not playing the Hulk, because you think back to, uh, you know, Edward Norton, who was pretty big when he got cast as the Hulk and then it didn't work out, you know, so I think that he could he could do what some of these other you know actors haven't been able to do with that. And I would believe him as being Bruce Banner and as the Hulk. I think that's a good pick. Thank you. You cheated, but I think it's still a good pick. All right. Last one here, Nick Fury. So who are we casting as Nick Fury? So we have Morgan Freeman, Glenn Close, Tommy Lee Jones, Alfre Woodward, Al Pacino, or Samuel L. Jackson. I love that Samuel L. Jackson's in here because he can just be cast as, as Nick Fury at all, as all times. I will say though, so reasons not to pick Samuel L. Jackson, even though you, you pick him. I think Tommy Lee Jones would be good in that role. I think Glenn Close would be good in that role as kind of like the one who has to Ooh. like babysit all of these, you know, superhero kids. Ooh. I think both of these would be good. But how great would Morgan Freeman yes, be? Yes, that's my choice. Too. How great would Morgan Freeman be? He would be so good. It's such an iconic voice and cadence to his voice. It would be incredible to have Morgan Freeman as Nick Fury, but obviously the answer is you got to have Samuel L. Jackson. You just got you got to keep Samuel as Nick Fury, but but really, I mean, come on, Morgan Freeman, get him in the Aviation Gin commercial. We're casting an Aviation Gin commercial. Ryan Reynolds, another friend of the show, maybe we'll find out <laughs> if he's listening. Get The Rock as the Hulk saying science words. Get Morgan Freeman as Samuel L. Jackson with an eye patch. Not Samuel L. Jackson. Get Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah, you should play Samuel L. Jackson. Get, yeah, get Morgan Freeman <laughs> as Nick Fury 
uh, with an eye patch, and I'm all in there. I'm all in on this commercial. Well, I think that yeah, he has he has an interest, and he he has an interesting ability to conduct, um, you know, and help because if you think about it, he plays the role of Lucius Fox in you know bat like the Dark Knight like kind of series the the Nolan Batman films, and so I think that he would really do well as like you said the ba- the babysitter the person who sort of conducts it so for the sake of just seeing somebody different in the role that's not samuel l jackson i think that morgan freeman with his beautiful beautiful voice could uh do a really great job yeah but i think that the reason you stick with samuel l jackson is because they've basically they made nick fury samuel l jackson like in the comic books they changed nick fury and made him look just like Samuel Jackson. <laughs> and that's why Samuel is Nick Fury in the movies. Cause he picked up a comic book and he said, that's me. You guys have to put me in the movie now. Because, is that real? Yeah. They, they redesigned Nick Fury, made him Samuel. And he said, well, that's me guys. Like when you do this in the movie, you have to pick, like you have to use me because it, <laughs> it's, you made me in the comic book. So it drives my face. I think that's, that's the reason <laughs> you stick with Samuel. But I think a lot of these, are good choices because again, I think Glenn Close would be yeah. would be great as a Nick Fury kind of director. I mean, there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of other like director kind of people in the MCU universe, and I think even now, I mean, get Glenn Close. Well, yeah. she's in Nova, she's in Guardians of the Galaxy, so it'd be hard to cast her as one of these directors because she's in the uh, the Nova Corps. But yeah, it's kind of like a yeah, like a government official kind of person in charge she'd be great yeah she'd be really be great well she has that kind of Cruella DeVille energy but she can harness that and use it for good instead because I mean she was great as Cruella um yeah I think that you're right I I kind of overlooked her but you've convinced me that she would also do really well with the role again some of these you know older actors just they have they just have it like they have the the star power and like the kind of like self-possession that they could do this role really well i think totally love to hear our listeners picks let us know over on facebook we're enchanted ears let us know who you would cast as your lineup for avengers if you could only pick 90 stars and don't cheat stick to the six (laughs) that are in each each one or tell joe why i was correct in cheating on that one it was just one i think i could you could get one give you know so give him a hard time okay we'll let the one slide Still cheating, but we'll let the one slide. All right, but that wraps up the show for this week. I want to thank everybody again for listening. If you've not done so, please subscribe, leave us a rating or a review wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps, and we really appreciate it. Thank you for lending us your ears. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you here next Monday. Bye-bye.